0: Welcome to the Gaming's Greatest Generation Podcast where we discuss news, reviews, and all things video games with your hosts the OG Leo Holly, the overachiever Mark Lombardi, and Mr. Contradiction himself Matt Harms. Stay tuned for ways to connect with the G3 community, contribute to the show, or tell us about your greatest gaming experiences. Now, let's get to the show.
1: Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to the G3 Podcast. I'm your host, Leo, a.k.a. known as Ice on all gaming social media platforms, and today I'm joined by (gasps) nobody. Unfortunately, due to a scheduling conflict, you guys will be rolling with me solo. So, we're going to go ahead and talk about a lot of things, uh, mainly news topics. We're going to go generic, then we'll talk a little bit about Nintendo, PlayStation, and round it out with Xbox. So,
0: let's go already! uh,
1: Starting right off the bat, uh, unfortunately, I guess fortunately. Unfortunately, an announcement, Uh, this comes out of IGN. Just for future reference, what I like to do with the show is go ahead and source where we found these articles from. And usually the articles are going to be from reputable sources. We don't like to talk trash about anybody. We especially don't like to talk things that are falsehoods. So with that out of the way, uh, this comes from IGN. The announcement that uh, Gearbox's Randy Pitchford is stepping down as software president. Bottom line, the guy's not going anywhere. He's going ahead and stepping down as the president who runs the section of Gearbox that deals with game development. But instead, he's going to be stepping up and running a new segment called Gearbox Studios, which basically oversees the film and TV projects. And the former uh, technical head, uh, Steve Jones, is actually, or excuse me, Chief Technology Officer Steve Jones will now be stepping in in uh, Randy's place as the president of Gearbox Software. Okay, cool. What's Leo's take on this? nothing absolutely nothing like this is literally just a head shuffle over there at gearbox we're not going to see many changes i really would not expect to see steve jones step out there like randy pitchford has in the past uh putting his foot out on social media talking about things that gearbox is doing but you know it could be wrong so we'll see what's to come from gearbox in the future we know they're making that movie uh that has a lot of different casting including kevin hart yeah we'll see how that goes Uh, I don't believe they've announced a projected release date for the movie yet, but we'll see. Uh, Unfortunately, we did have some going aways that we had to talk about. Uh, Toshihiro Nagoshi, I hope I totally didn't butcher that. Toshihiro Nagoshi, yeah, there we go, that sounds a lot better. Uh, So this announcement coming from MSN basically says that uh, he uh, uh, Nagoshi-san is the former director uh, dealing with the Yakuza and Monkey Ball series over at Sega. And he's a longtime Sega employee, over 30 years. And he's actually going ahead and leaving the company uh, basically for good. Uh, This follows another announcement with Daisuke Sato, uh, who was also with the company for over 20 years. uh, And both of them are leaving Sega. So uh, particularly the Ryuga Kotaku, or Excuse me, Gotoku. Man, these names. Ryu ga go to ko. Anyways, cool, we're gonna say that I said it right. You guys go ahead and try to speak Japanese if it's not your native language. Anyways, uh, they're leaving Sega after 20-something and 30-something years, respectively. They both worked in that particular studio. They dealt with a bunch of these different titles, including uh, Yakuza being the most renowned title that they worked on, and this this had a lot of heads turning, uh, at least in so far as the Eastern Hemisphere of gaming, because Sega's been around for forever, these guys have been around for forever, and a lot of heads we're scratching going, where are these guys going? Uh, the uh, Nagoshi san went ahead and left a statement regarding his departure, uh, just basically saying he wanted to take on some new things, more or less, but didn't stipulate the exact reason why he was leaving the company. The same thing with Sato san, they didn't really identify uh, their reason either. Uh, big take. So, again, Leo's takeaway on this one the social media was a buzz, uh, the biggest you know, feedback or comments, which I don't always recommend looking through YouTube and Twitter comments, but some of the biggest comments were thinking that Sega was being acquired. Yours truly already gone ahead and said in the past that I think it would be a great move for Microsoft and Xbox to go ahead and acquire Sega. I'm not saying that's what's happening. However, a lot of heads are scratching going, okay, where are these guys going and why are they leaving after, you know, roughly 30 years with the company respectively we'll see what happens with that in the future but we wish them the best of luck in their future endeavors up next epic games went ahead and just recently uh and when i say recently for reference uh, i'm recording this on the 10th of october uh, recently as a couple days ago announced that achievements are now coming to epic game store games so if you're like me and you've been migrating over to epic game store recently maybe trying out the waters seeing how it compares to the 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 big s in the pc world steam then you know maybe this is a good thing i have been migrating over like i said and i'm i'm pretty happy with the free games that they've been given out i have actually gone ahead and made one or two purchases uh on the epic game store as well and i don't know what it is maybe it's the layout something else but to me i really like the look of steam and or excuse me uh epic game store over steam steam just seems kind of mundane and They haven't really done a whole lot to update it. And if these icons and anything uh, are to go by uh, on what I'm seeing with the Epic announcement, then, you know, it may be a little bit of color, a little bit of pizzazz going with it. I don't know if it's going to have the hues uh, around these achievements when they pop up. But who knows? We'll see with that too. Also in the PC gaming sphere, Far Cry 6. So hopefully you guys have heard about this game coming out. If you haven't, you've probably been living under a rock. Far Cry 6 is Ubisoft's newest release that just came out, uh, da, 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 what, two days ago? Uh, and they previously re- released their PC specs. So this was uh, a big Matt-ism. Uh, Matt, unfortunately, couldn't be on the show today, and I don't want to necessarily steal his thunder. But the big takeaway that he wanted to point out was how if you're trying to play Far Cry 6 on PC... They pushed out their PC specs some time ago and they had multiple different categories, but the biggest takeaway that he had for this was that it's a 37 gigabyte download for HD textures. So again, that is not the game. The game comes to a 60 gigabyte download, recommended on an SSD, and then a 37 gigabyte, a more than half of that size for HD textures only. Uh, you're truly looking at this. I, I'm not super stoked by this, but I'm also not super surprised. We've been seeing a lot of games move in the direction uh, of things being more robust, taking more space, especially when you're talking about basically they got to redo these games all over or, or not necessarily start from scratch, but update some of these textures and resolutions through the entire game to go ahead and be in these higher resolutions. And, and I don't think it's really that outlandish to go ahead and have uh, quite a bit of hard drive space taken up to do that. But, you know, Matt's not here, so I can throw some punches. When he gets back next week, we'll go ahead and see what he has to say about it. Uh, also announced from the Ubisoft camp, Ghost Recon Frontline. I don't know if you guys have heard about this one. Uh, basically, it is a free to play at least i believe they announced it's free to play i haven't uh as i'm looking through my article sources real quick ouch they have not identified that it's free to play so you know reserve judgment on that one that may just be me not able to see it right away but they've announced ghost recon frontline which is basically their new battle royale shooter they went ahead And it's going to be uh, in their standard gameplay mode, which is called Expedition. It pits 100 players against each other in small teams. Uh, This news comes out of GameSpot. I guess they had the scoop on it, uh, or at least as far as we could see. It's also going to take place in an island of Drake Moor, which is being described as a four by four kilometer in size map, features uh, four distinct biomes, 20 landmarks. All right, here's my thing, guys. This is not much different than Ghost Recon, uh, Ghost War. So it's kind of weird. You have Ghost Recon as the head title, and then within Ghost Recon titles, specifically uh, Wildlands and Breakpoint, you've got Ghost War, which is basically a multiplayer. I believe they're 4v4 matches. And then some of them, you can do 3v3. Uh, But here, we're going ahead and talking about Ubisoft just went ahead and expanded that envelope. They saw what was happening, no doubt, with Call of Duty Warzone and they said, listen, we need some of that cheddar. We have a tactical shooter. We want to go ahead and bring this in there. One distinct difference that I did identify in GameSpot's article that I thought was interesting um, was they went ahead and Ubisoft has confirmed this won't be in third person like you classically see with the uh, Ghost Recon games, but this is actually going to be in first person to make it more realistic, immersive, etc. I would highly recommend that you either go to GameStop, go to YouTube, whatever, uh, or excuse me, GameSpot, uh, or YouTube and check out this video, uh, the trailer announcing Ghost Recon Frontline. I don't know. I dig it. I'm a Ghost Recon fan for a long time. I played the original on PC back in the day, and I've been playing every iteration since. I got to get back into... Uh, my ghost mode playthrough on wildlands after i had a very unfortunate helicopter accident uh, and lost my character but you know nonetheless i did ghost recon and i could see myself getting into this thing but then it brings about the question are we going to have too many battle royales in 2021 you're talking frontline now you already have apex you got call of duty Warzone now with all the the uh, cold war Improvements or inputs that they put into there. Additionally, you still have Fortnite over there. That's the behemoth in the background just collecting skin money and everything like that. So it really begs the question of how much we're going to have to play. And then on top of it, there has been consistent rumor about Halo Infinite when that comes out having a Battle Royale multiplayer portion, not necessarily in the onset when it's released in December, but maybe a couple months after that. So you know, who knows? We'll, we'll see what happens. But I think that whatever your uh, poison of preference is vis-a-vis gaming, if Battle Royale is it, you're probably going to have a heck of a time in 2021 playing some stuff. Next, uh, and last for the kind of random generic news announcements, surprise, surprise, Rockstar has announced... Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, the definitive edition, officially. Uh, so this has been rumored for quite some time. I caught this via Rockstar's Twitter account. Uh, they announced that basically Grand Theft Auto Trilogy, which again, if you're not familiar with the franchise, the trilogy is that they're alluding to is Vice City, uh, San Andreas, and Grand Theft Auto 3. So, those games have been notoriously renowned for being awesome games. San Andreas played through that. That was a fantastic game. Very, very big uh, by way of a Grand Theft Auto game. And I think it's only been really comparable with GTA V. So, they've gone ahead and taken this three-pack. They've remastered it. They're doing a couple different improvements to it. And according to Rockstar the Trilogy Definitive Edition is going to be released, quote unquote, later this year. So we'll see what that has going for it. Also, it's announced that they will be having some ported versions coming out uh, in the first half of 2022 for iOS and Android. All right, here we go. Once again, my take, I think this is awesome. These games were pretty highly acclaimed. If you know Rockstar, they put out a great product, especially taking the time to go ahead and remaster some of their old stuff. Uh, I will be really excited if they don't have some kind of play on the hot coffee incident. And those of you who are a little older, like me, know exactly what I'm talking about from, uh, that should have been San Andreas. Then, you know, I'll be a little disappointed, but nonetheless, I'm looking forward to playing these again, uh, now in the definitive edition, which is probably going to have, you know, achievements, trophies, whatnot, because it is going to be coming out on PS5, PS4, uh, series x and s as well as xbox one and switch uh and pc of course so that one's a little interesting to me that it's coming out on switch but you know is what it is and speaking of nintendo let's get into uh some nintendo news right after this
0: want to contribute to the show maybe you want to try your chances at a question being aired give us a call at 702 690-9292 and you might find yourself so lucky
1: Alright guys, hot off the Nintendo presses, the Nintendo Switch the long-awaited, much highly anticipated, maybe uh, OLED model of the Switch came out Uh, Yeah Yeah uh, so here's the deal, right, if, again, for some reason you're new to the show or new to gaming in general, feel free, We're this is a welcome place, a safe place. Uh, we'll go ahead and razz you later. The 7-inch OLED screen is uh, probably the biggest improvement coming into the Switch as well as they have a wide adjustable stand. Honestly, there's not, there's not a whole lot more going for this thing, guys. They did put a built-in wired LAN port on the uh, docking station, and the Switch OLED has 64 gigabytes of internal storage and uh, supposedly some enhanced audio. I'm not going to lie. From everything I've been seeing, this thing has been almost dead in the water. Die-hard Nintendo fans have been picking it up, and unfortunately, as with everything else we've seen this year during the pandemic, I went ahead and I took a look at... Uh, The venues that I would standardly try to find a Switch was not available, but yet you go on eBay, surprise, surprise, the stuff is marked up by scalpers, sometimes twice, if not more, of the asking price, the MSRP for this thing, which is a going rate of $350 US. So it's kind of unfortunate that we're still dealing with the scalping situation and and the lack of inventory. As for the reception of it though, I mean, I've heard a lot of mixed reviews. uh, And generally speaking, I think with the exception of maybe Mark, because I'm not sure of his opinion yet. I know for Matt and I, we are holding out. I already have the Switch. Matt has been looking to acquire one some time now. Uh, But he himself is even looking at it going, yeah, it might might hold out for the pro model, which we'll see uh, how much the pro model of the Switch, if that ever comes out, is influenced by the uh, Steam Deck, which is going to be coming out later this year or early quarters next year, depending on when you got your pre-order in. In other Switch news, we finally got the final DLC fighter for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, and it is Sora from the Kingdom Hearts series. So not a whole lot to say here uh, by way of moves and everything. If you're a fan of uh, the Super Smash Bros, then you'll get in there and you'll probably grab this thing. Uh, Sora's coming out on uh, October 18th and I'm gonna tell you guys, I have Smash. I have not been in there for quite some time, but I can tell you I was absolutely daunted when I started looking to see who this final character was at the last Nintendo Direct where they announced that it was coming out. And it just blew my socks off to see that they now have 82 characters. Sora making the 82nd character. That just blew my mind. I mean, if you're a diehard uh you know smash fan and a switch fan you probably have hours upon hours upon hours switching from your main to a backup to a backup to the backup fighter i mean this is just insane that you have 82 fighters i don't know of another fighting game that i've ever seen nor played that had that many fighters probably the closest thing was like mortal combat trilogy back on my n64 and that had something in the range of like A low 30 count to the fighters so this is just absolutely bonkers that they went ahead and they announced an 82nd fighter once again that being Sora from the Kingdom Hearts series and finally in Nintendo news for the day uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons uh, Direct is now slated for October 15th so if you're a New Horizons fan Congratulations, you're going to find out whatever this new thing is coming out on October fifteenth. I was hoping that we were going to have some more news about that for this show. Unfortunately, we don't maybe we can go ahead and get Mark to give us the hot take since he of the three here at G3 is uh, the biggest Nintendo fan. Uh, So I would love to say that there's more to talk about on this one. Unfortunately, there is not. So with that, we're going to take another quick break before we get into the next segment.
0: Are you an industry insider? A professional interested in working with us? Maybe you just have an incredible gaming story to tell but calling isn't your thing. Email us at GamingsGreatestGeneration at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you.
1: That's sweet, sweet PlayStation 5 boot up. Maybe someday I'll get to actually experience that firsthand. Anyways, what I do get to experience for right now is PlayStation news. And coming from Eurogamer, we've got some uh, hot off the presses news that Sony is adding game trials to PS5 games. So again, this is particularly for the European sector, uh, games that they've announced trials for are Death Stranding Director's Cut and Sackboy A Big Adventure. This sounds absolutely awesome. Uh, I am super excited when I get my hands on a PS5 to be able to do game trials because that is one of the things that, you know, traditionally gaming has had demos and we've been pretty happy to go ahead and try those out demos. I don't have any statistical evidence of how much it leads to an actual purchase of the game. But I would guarantee you that if somebody actually gets to try the game and see if they like it or not, they're probably going to end up buying it if they like the frigging thing, right? Uh, There is a gotcha, though, when it comes to these trials, unfortunately. And again, this coming from... Uh, Mr. Wesley Yinpool over there at Eurogamer, but he identified uh, very astutely that in some of these, there is a big catch with these two trials in particular. And what it is, is when you actually, uh, there are time limits to the trials, right? So Death Stranding has a six hour playtime time time limit. The gotcha is it starts as soon as you hit the download button what like mind blown right now so when you think about that you could have this depends on whatever your internet connection right this is solely dependent on your internet connection that's probably the most influential factor that you've got going on in this thing let's say that you go ahead and you have i don't know a 300 meg down speed you may be able to get something like a death stranding downloaded in hour and a half, two hours, uh, shoot, could be up to three hours. I don't know. And when you think about the minute you hit that button, that starts the clock on this six hours of playtime. I don't know. That's absolutely ridiculous to me. I love PlayStation franchises. I love what they're doing with their consoles. But this, this end stuff that they got going on is just kind of wonkers. You guys got to work on it over there in PlayStation. I love you. I want to talk about you more. Uh, please don't hate me. I'm just being truthful. I think Trials is a fantastic thing, but we got to work out this time limit thing. Have it be from when you boot the friggin' game up, for crying out loud. Anyways, sorry about that. Tangent. Next bit of PlayStation news. They went ahead and they announced, uh, this is via PlayStation themselves, via support homepage. Starting October 27th, you'll no longer be able to buy PS3 or Vita games directly from the system. You're going to have to go ahead and either log into a PS4 or PS5 or the web and load credits onto your wallet, money onto your wallet, so that you can go ahead and when you go back onto those systems, then you can buy it. So big takeaway here, guys, this is not a big deal. I don't think this is a big deal. Personally, I have my PS3. I love my PS3. I got my Vita. I actually have the PlayStation TV. Goes to show how much of a diehard PlayStation fan I am. How many of y'all got the TV? Anyways, um, hit me up with questions about that in our Discord, which I'll uh, link to later on in the show. But uh, this is not a big deal. What this does is it simply goes ahead and allows Sony and PlayStation to go ahead and cut essentially a dying... uh, ecosystem, not ecosystem, but but payment system, right? So all the interchange that happens between PS3 and Vita, that's on an old system. Think about your phone, right? How many updates do you have on your phone for matters of security, etc. This is probably just the same thing. They're cutting out that storefront because the storefront itself, or at least the money exchange portion of that storefront is probably a liability and a security risk. So they're going ahead and get rid of that bottom line you load your wallet from a a newer console and if you don't have a newer console that being a ps4 or ps5 yet uh then you go ahead and just do it from the web no biggie just go ahead and you know load, load your monies on the webs and then buy stuff on playstations anyways uh next bit of news so this this is really big for me this is really big for me playstation now the service that apparently no one subscribes to, except for yours truly, uh, has gone ahead and announced their October games, which include Fallout 76, uh, Victor Vran Overkill Edition, yet another zombie defense game. There's a couple in here, guys. The big one, the big one, Last of Us 2. So, holy cow, if you're not tracking what's been going on with the subscription stuff, um, basically PlayStation now has been around even before Game Pass, Xbox Game Pass, and um, it's it's been hit or miss. It's been hit or miss. For the longest time, they were insisting on streaming. Now, uh, if you have you know a PS4 and you want to download some PS4 games, I believe it would work for PS5. If someone wants to call into the show and let us know how, if that actually works, that would be fantastic. Um, but you can download these games and then play them to your hard drive. If it's on a newer system, again, that's being PS4 forward. Uh, so this is great that they added Last of Us Part 2. Sony has, in the past, gone ahead and said that they don't see a viable model for them putting their first-party games onto a subscription service. In this case, they're naming their subscription service PS Now. I waved the flag and I said BS. Um And The reason why I said that in the past is because when you look at it, PlayStation, especially if they want to tout that they have over 120 million PS4s in the wild, that's a huge user base, guys, right? So, And if we're talking about Xbox on the other side of the house has not gone ahead and surpassed 30 million subscribers for Game Pass yet, they'd like to get a whole lot more, especially now with Game Pass Ultimate, but we'll talk about that later on. you know, PlayStation has an opportunity to capitalize here, and uh, I personally feel like they're being a little short-sighted by not putting more of their first party stuff on there. But I think this is a big step that they're putting Last of Us 2 on there. Mind you, there is a gotcha. There seems to always be a gotcha. This is only going to be available until Monday, January 3rd, 2022. So again, they just put this on for October. It's going to be on there for three months. Go ahead and get your Last of Us Part 2 in there. I I had a conversation with Matt offline about this and pretty much we're in agreement uh, as my schedule changes here and I'll be working nights and on my weekends I will be staying on nights i'm gonna probably go ahead and play through last of us which i own but haven't got to play it i know stab me right uh and then i'll move straight into playing last of us part two try to finish those stories and then eventually i'll go back and see if i have time to 100% the games that being said the last time that i did this i went ahead and i downloaded uh marvel spider-man uh so that was the 2018 game right 2018 i downloaded that onto my ps4 I started playing through it. It was probably within the first five hours of playing that game that I was like, yep, no brainer. I knew I was a Spider-Man fan. I just wanted to see how the game played out. And then next thing you know, I went ahead and immediately made a purchase. It, it helped that the game was on sale shortly thereafter. But I could definitely see myself doing this with Last of Us as well. I want to see what all the hubbub was about with the story. But I give major kudos to Sony for going ahead and trusting their PlayStation team uh, and PlayStation themselves for trusting their PS Now team to go ahead and put this uh, title out there, you know, major award winner. And I want to see where it goes. What I don't want to see any more of, and you guys can call me crazy, is these dark horse statues that are being built in partnership with PlayStation. Cool. Okay, we got that. No, I'm just kidding. I'll talk about that a little more. It It is kind of... Crazy to me, and I didn't realize how uh, expansive and how massive this market was until I actually started looking at it a little more. So what what are you talking about, Leo? I'm talking about Dark Horse. uh, They do a lot of comic-related stuff, right? Dark Horse Comics uh, went ahead and they announced that they partnered with PlayStation and they're bringing out a Horizon Forbidden West Aloy. So again, if you're not familiar, Aloy being the... heroine of the Horizon series in PlayStation, Uh, they're bringing out a one-sixth scale statue, which for reference, let me pull it up here, measures 11 inches tall, uh, 12 and a quarter inches deep, and 10 and three quarter inches wide. So this is not a small statue, right? This is a monster, which is awesome because for a whopping $400 price tag, I would hope it's a friggin' monster. So why do I say I don't wanna see any more of this? This is nuts. This is like a collector's dream come true, fantastic. If you're a collector, I'm all on board for it. But when I think about this thing, guys, this is the price of a PS5 digital edition. Like, like what? What, you wanna go ahead and you wanna charge $400 for a console, but then on the flip side, your partner in Dark Horse wants to charge $400 for a statue. That's and it's not even like a life-size statue, which yeah, (laughs) I'll probably pay four hundred dollars for a life-size statue of Aloy. That's besides the point. We'll talk about my thing with redheads later. What we are talking about right now though is this statue is a massive thing. It's a desk centerpiece. It's definitely gonna draw eyes, draw attention. Comes with a certificate of authenticity, and for four hundred dollars, ladies and gentlemen, it can be yours. Whew, man. Okay. You guys ready to stop talking about PlayStation? All right, cool. Let's talk about something else.
0: Heard something you liked? Maybe you want to showcase a great gaming experience? Or perhaps you just want to share a laugh with the crew? Join the Discord by using the link in the show notes. We look forward to you being part of the community.
1: Ah, that sweet, sweet sound of a new Xbox Series S or X booting up. Oh, it rings truth in my ears. You know what else rings truth in my ears? This partnership that Xbox is just announcing. So they went ahead, and if you guys uh, haven't caught it, Xbox has been doing a ton of gear sales, going ahead and celebrating 20 years of Xbox. Because coming up uh, this November, is it November? Yeah, November, uh, the console is celebrating 20 years. And that is freaking fantastic, guys. If we get to support uh, a franchise like this, and PlayStation is even older, but if we get to support franchises like these and show them that we care buying gear or whatnot, or in this case, shoes, then that's an awesome move. So Xbox went ahead and partnered, partnered, I'll get these words at some point during the solo show, partnered with none other than Adidas to bring a 20 years of play shoe. So I'm not going to lie. I'm looking at it. And it's a little off-putting at first. It's definitely got, like, a couple different tones of green for Xbox. It's got the old-school Xbox, like, the OG Xbox logo that's on the lip of the shoe, the tongue, whichever phrasing. I don't know. I'm not a shoe guy. Uh... The laces got kind of a black and white thing going on. Uh, it's it's pretty cool looking. I could see myself getting a pair of these. Uh, it definitely capitalizes on the stuff that they've done recently, bringing back bands from the a check myself there bands from the late nineties and early two thousands. Uh, like uh, who was it? Not boys to men. Uh, was it but no all for one? Yeah, I think. Anyway, sorry bands. I live show, guys. I'm trying to record one take. Uh, So they brought back a couple bands. They've made a couple things uh, dealing with the Xbox All Access promotion, but nonetheless, celebrating 20 years now with Adidas and shoes is a pretty awesome deal. Uh, What else is awesome is Xbox has gone ahead and also announced, and all of this information is available on Xbox Wire, by the way, uh, that they're going to be coming out with a 20-year limited edition controller as well as headset so what's the big deal about these so these hark back to the uh, the gaming days of yore when we usually had it was third-party peripherals that went ahead and came out with controllers etc that were translucent so these guys do the same thing. The headset is kind of translucent on the side. All you really see is the Xbox uh, New Age branding. So it's got the symbol as well as the, the word Xbox. And the controller, I'm not going to lie, it looks pretty dope. The, the thing that stands out the most to me is it's got almost like lime green uh, grip textures on the back of uh, where your fingers would go. And the Xbox symbol, the guide button in the center, is also kind of a lime green. So it it just stands out. It looks kind of cool. And then they have some etching in there as well that says 20, uh, basically their branding that they've been doing for a lot of their products coming out to celebrate 20 years, bringing in uh, the old with the new and just celebrating it overall. Speaking of new something else that just came out uh, this is courtesy of Windows Central that I caught this at least but I know that uh, the Forza Horizon 5 team went ahead and put this out themselves. They announced the Forza Horizon 5 PC specs. Uh, So why does this matter? I only thought that this was interesting because usually, at least in my experience, when you're looking at PC specs, you've got a min spec and a recommended spec. In this particular case, this is something i never seen before, but the Horizon team went ahead and announced an ideal spec. Hmm. Eyebrow raise, maybe? So in looking at it, what's so significant of it? Nice. Um, Well, in looking at it, so on the AMD side, you're looking at a Windows 10, pretty much universal Uh, You're looking at Windows 10, 16 gigabytes of VRAM, or excuse me, no, that's incorrect too. Let me go ahead and check myself. 16 gigabytes of RAM, and then the game download is expected to be 110 gigs. So again, we just talked about Far Cry 6 a couple minutes ago being 60 gigs with a 37 gig HD texture update. They're not separating it with uh, you know standard versus HD texture, but we're talking 110 gigs for this download, guys. So this is exactly what I'm saying. These, these games are getting massive, and you just you gotta keep up. I hate saying it, you gotta keep up. I'm fortunate enough, I went ahead and I got myself a 16 terabyte hard drive for uh, my Xbox Series X, so I don't have to necessarily worry about the internal storage thing. soon as I get my hands on a PS5, guess what? I'm probably going to have the same thing available for that. But anyways, we're talking PC here. So I'm sure all my PC fanboys have got their master rigs all specced out. Uh, The big difference though, again, with the ideal spec, this thing that caught my eye. uh, So on the CPU side, you're looking at AMD Ryzen 7 3800 XT. Okay, that's kind of run of the mill. That's about gamer average, if you will. On the Nvidia side, you're looking at Intel i7-10700K. That raised my eyebrow a little bit. I'm sitting here going, man, this is almost top of the line as far as the Intel CPUs go. For the GPUs on the AMD side, you're looking at RX 6800 XT. And on the NVIDIA side, you're looking at an RTX 3080. Wow. 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 Okay, so let me me break this down because you guys can't see what I'm seeing, right? So for the ideal recommended spec, or excuse me, I'm mixing words here. The ideal spec versus recommended spec. For the recommended spec, so this is kind of the usual of what you'd see in PC gaming. They're looking for a Radeon RX 590 or an NVIDIA GTX 1070. Guys, I just pulled out my 1080 Ti, right? So that's going to show how old this thing is. The 10 series GTX cards came out in, shoot, what was that? 2007? No, not 2007. It was around the early 10s, I want to say, right? And so here in the recommended spec, they're saying, oh yeah, you can go back about 10 years and your hardware will work. But then for the ideal spec, they're talking about the 6800 XT and the RTX 3080, cards that you can't even really get your hands on right now due to the shortage, is the ideal spec. This blew my mind because when I'm sitting here looking at it, I'm going, dude, how like, wh- like what? Like people can't even get their hands on these cards. How are you going ahead and identifying this as the ideal spec? I, and I think a lot of other PC gamers out there, uh, Digital Foundry actually did a piece on this not long ago. There's not that many... Uh, game manufacturers, game makers that go ahead and make their games to this highest spec right now, because quite frankly, it's not required. They don't need that much hardware, But when you're looking at it, the ideal spec here for Forza Horizon 5 is literally going maxed out. It's got the the 6800 XT on the AMD side requiring a full 16 gigabytes of VRAM, which I'm pretty sure is the max that that card has. And then on the 3080 side, it's calling for 10 gigs, which is the size of that. So basically they're saying, hey, yeah, we want to max perform your GPUs. That's that's both interesting and daunting at the same token, because I'm hoping now, at least I I was fortunate enough to grab my 3080 TI. If you guys caught that uh, from the last episode, I'm looking forward to going ahead and running this thing at max performance and seeing what I can pull out. Um, But it's also kind of daunting. So it's basically saying, hey, here's an even higher benchmark. I don't know if other developers are going to start doing that where they say, oh, yeah, here's your minimum. Here's your recommended, which we think you can play the game nominally, but then there's this ideal spec. And I I like it that they've gone ahead and identified an ideal spec being kind of like, hey, that top tier as opposed to, you know, saying recommended and recommended should be able to run everything. Uh, I just appreciate the honesty going on there. Some other honesty that I appreciate is this new piece that came out from PC Magazine uh, about Microsoft committing to expanding repair options being a uh, right to repair. So this is a big deal. This has been happening a lot in the tech industry. Uh, And so we're going to talk about it here in G3 because, you know, quite frankly, tech deals with gaming, gaming deals with tech. They're kind of interwoven together, right? Uh, But the big problem is a lot of these major corporations, whether it's Apple, Microsoft, Sony, whoever, uh, have gone ahead and had it to where you cannot touch their hardware. That being you cannot open it, you cannot update it without breaking some type of uh, disclosure or warranty or something to that effect. They insist that you go through their service provider to go ahead and either fix or update the gear. And honestly, that's upda- updated. That's pissed off a lot of people who want to update their gear because it's like, why, why do I have to go just through you? And like, I understand it from both perspectives. Me, I personally don't want anybody but an authorized retailer or service provider going ahead and touching it. Uh, Some people are okay with third party folks going ahead and repairing their stuff, especially if it's more affordable option. I'm not going to knock them for that, but it's just definitely awesome that this news came out that Microsoft themselves, big boy Microsoft, multi-billion dollar company is saying, you know what? You do not have to go ahead and continue putting your stuff directly through us. We'll allow you to go through those third party repair services and update your uh, media, your, you know, whether it's laptop or Xbox or whatever, accordingly. Uh, and I think that's awesome. The right of choice. It's funny because we keep hearing it on the Xbox side of the house of gamers having a right to choose where they want to play their games. So it's nice that big brother Xbox is going, or excuse me, Microsoft, man. Ah, I'm running full steam here, guys, trying to get through this thing on a solo take. And you know what? Words matter. So Microsoft is going ahead and now committing to uh, allowing right to repair, which is awesome, so fantastic for the consumer to get to repair their stuff as they see fit. That one uh, was a Matt push, so thank Matt for going ahead and getting uh, us to talk about that. Last but not least, uh, well, there's two more pieces here. Uh, when we talk about Xbox and the right to decide, player's choice where you want to do your stuff uh news coming out of the verge is xbox cloud gaming is now fully powered by faster xbox series x hardware so this is awesome why is this awesome if you have a series x or fortunate enough to have a series x like i am you know that this thing freaking rocks it goes super fast which i'm sure could be said for playstation 5 as well Um, plus with all the tech that's in there uh velocity architecture etc quicker zoom these are great systems to have uh yeah sure we may not have a huge slew of top tier First-party brand new games to play on them, but I'm going through. I'm playing a lot of my old stuff, and I'm telling you, I love it. Like it's it's just making my gameplay experience that much more enjoyable. So to take that tech and now put it into the X Cloud or Xbox Cloud Gaming, man, I really hope they call it X Cloud when it comes to final final fruition. Uh, but they're putting that hardware into their streaming media centers, and that's awesome news. Why? Because it's going to go ahead and allow for uh, 1080p, 60 frames, uh, and it's going to hopefully, hopefully in due time, get up to 4K streaming. Fingers crossed. A lot of moving pieces here, guys. We're talking about, again, what's your home internet connection? What's the your distance to the data center? You know, what uh, is, is your bandwidth going ahead and getting chewed up because all of your neighbors are going ahead and online at the same time? We'll see how this pans out and how long it takes in the future. Um, but, I mean, them recently announcing a Tokyo Game Show that... Uh, Xbox cloud gaming is now expanding to Australia, Brazil, Mexico, and Japan. Now they're talking about they've gone ahead and upgrade, uh, upgraded the hardware that actually does that streaming to be Xbox Series X hardware. I think is awesome. Uh, it definitely bodes well for their power moves that they're trying to do with cloud gaming in the future, and particularly Game Pass Ultimate. Um, you subscribe to Game Pass Ultimate, you get access to your stuff anywhere, right? Whether it's on a tablet, on, you know, supported tablets, uh, phones, your Mobile devices, your your TVs, hopefully in the future. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, but you get the opportunity to play what you want to play, where you want to play it. That being said, this comes to our last bit of news, and this is this one is not sourced anywhere, but yours truly. I went ahead and I went uh, took a look at Game Pass and uh, looked at the library on my Series X. I don't know if you guys have done this recently, but I was just wowed wowed literally i mean it it had only been like a day or two since i booted up my series x and i look at game pass eh, maybe once a week because you know i want to see what the new hotness is what's going on on there but i was interested to see that a vast majority of titles both first and third party now had series x and s upgrades that just blew my mind last time i looked at the library i didn't see that many Uh, that were listed at least as having those upgrades now who knows what the upgrades could be right it could be uh, as simple as resolution the stuff could be bumped up all the way to 4k could be something with auto hdr you'll have to look at the specific game tile in the store i believe in the microsoft store to actually tell you what those series x and s improvements were but nonetheless it just blew my mind because you're talking about hundreds of titles in there that are available in this system and a lot of them now. I don't I don't want to, you know, go with a count because quite frankly, that number is always changing, but a lot of those titles are now Series X and S upgraded, which is awesome. Uh, here we go once again with always having stuff to play. Yeah, it may not be Last of Us 2 tier. It may not be God of War tier. It may not be Halo Infinite tier, but it's stuff that you can go ahead and you can play and pick up that you may not have experienced before, and it's going to be optimized for the best system that you could possibly have in your home. So I think that's pretty awesome, uh, and I'm looking forward to digging into more Game Pass stuff. But with that, that's all we got for today. Sorry that it was heavy news. Sorry that you had to deal with me being so monotone, but I'm trying to work on that as well for y'all. With that, thank you for listening to G3, and we're out.
0: Thanks for listening to the Gaming's Greatest Generation Podcast. We hope you enjoyed your time with us today. If you have any feedback for the show or would like to contribute ideas feel free to call 702-690-9292 or email us at gamingsgreatestgeneration at gmail.com. You can also join the Discord community by following the link in the show notes. See you next time!